coming to you from beautiful Santa Barbara, California. Promoting peace, healthy living, and happiness. It's the Peace Podcast with host Barbara Gon Mueller. Welcome to another Peace Podcast. You know, Peace Podcasts allow you to understand the reason why these people who we interview bring peace to you just by hearing their voice and the challenges they face and what they're doing today. I'm, I'm looking at Irene Kai and I'm looking at David Wick. And you know, beginning, I was just going to separate them and do one at a time, but they just are such a couple and that's what they are. They are a couple, a couple in love and a couple who work for peace. And, and you don't often find that culture of peace in a family. And so today I thought, well, let's just start with a culture of peace with Irene Kai and David Wick. Welcome to the Peace Podcast. Well, thank you very much. What a delight to join you. Well, and, and everyone else who's watching who clearly has a interest in, in, um, in peace and peace building. Well, I've been doing some research and it says, tell us that now people, 87% of people are watching podcasts and listening to podcasts more than television because it's very specific to what they want. They want to know about how can I bring peace into my life? What do I have to do to write that book? Or, and they can get the information without watching all the commercials. And it's really nice. Well, Irene, I'm going to start with you. Um, how did you meet David? <laughs> Thank you, Barbara. Do you are you ready? We are ready. the pioneers of online meeting. It was 20 years ago on AOL Personal. So September 1999, that Irene put up a just for 24 hours a little notice on the on the AOL Personals, and I was just you know kind of looking around just having fun just kind of out of interest of curiosity and her message was brief but very powerful and uh, it really touched me it was very spiritual in its mm -hmm. focus mm -hmm. and it was just kind of like there's something there and i just responded with three three <laughs> sentences or something Did, yeah at that time i was um, already in ashland and david was in the bay area well, I remember David talking about Pathways to Peace, that he was part of that Avon Madison Pathways to Peace. And that is exciting because Avon's a very dear friend of mine. And when I met my husband in the early 90s, um, Robert Mueller, I, I was new to this whole culture of peace. I was new, not that I hadn't been practicing peace, but I was new to the kinds of peace that they had in San Francisco with Pathways to Peace. And I went up for the 50th anniversary of the United Nations and lo and behold, Avon says, welcome sister. And that's her welcoming way of bringing peace to everybody. Don't you agree, David? Oh, very definitely. Yes, and, and that is her way also, being very open and greeting and, and loving. And with the Pathways to Peace, um, as a you know, part of the beginning, well, working with Robert Mueller, your, your husband, um, at the United Nations and establishing the International Day of Peace in 1981, which is part of what we, you know, Irene and I brought here to Ashland. But yeah, it goes way back. And so we've been very involved with the peace building, culture of peace ideas for a long time. 
Well, you know, I'm going to jump over to Irene again, because Irene, I was going to save this for your interview, but you're the one that kind of followed your intuition and found the peace flame. And that is so that just when when you were both on the Rotary E-Club of World Peace and you talked about that peace flame, I said, if we could just get in touch with our intuition, what we would be able to do. Talk a little bit about how that led you to where you found that peace flame and how you brought it back to Ashland. I was just visiting the UK, going to an art exhibit, the international art exhibit. Banksy was uh, the artist. He invited um, 65 artists around the world and created this lamp. And that was like the, the real big deal in the art world. It's like the, um, the, the big musical, um, what, what is that, Woodstock of the art field. So my, da uh, my daughter and myself just went there for that. So we went to the UK, rented a car just for one day. And my daughter said, we need to go explore. Let's go to Wales since we have a car. So I said, okay, we'll drive the car to Wales. And we just went around driving deep into the Snowdonia National Park. It was really beautiful up in the mountain. And then at um, dusk, we need to turn back to town. And I need to turn into an outlet to turn the car around. And I just turned in and I was just completely shocked because the original World Peace Flame Monument was right in front of my windshield. You see? And it was amazing. I can just imagine, but that is for me the miracle of the spiral of life, that if you follow that spiral, you will be exactly where you need to be, exactly when you need it. And this peace flame, talk a little bit about discovering it, how you could bring it back to Ashland. So when I saw that and see the flame on top of this tall monument and with world peace flame etched on the glass, and I went out and really, it, it moved me so deeply because I learned later on what it means that even deepened my incredible awe about what happened because the world peace flame is gathering seven sacred flame from five continents flew live to Wales and they were joined and become the world peace flame. And the Asian flame is from Gandhi's memorial. And also I learned um, there's only one other world peace flame in the United States. That is in the um, Civil Rights Museum, the Lorraine Motel, uh, the assassination site of Martin Luther King. Oh so the teaching of Gandhi and Martin Luther King is peace through nonviolence, but justice. Mm -hmm. and, and when I come in 
the visual contact of the world peace flame, it touched me so deeply because I live in Southern Oregon and the history here, especially on the land where the native and the Chinese, um, what they have gone through on the land and there's a lot of bloodshed. And I was so inspired to bring the world peace flame to Ashland to heal the ancestral wounds. Oh, that is so absolutely incredibly beautiful to talk about the wounds healing through this peace flame because so many of us have suffered in our lineage in the past that we were born into. It's in our DNA, yes. in our DNA and, and to heal that. That's why I think each generation has the opportunity to do just what you did to help the healing and to do the forgiveness and to move on so that we can have peace. And that brings me back to David because the Ashland culture of peace is one of the highlights of my Rotary E-Club because when you start to talk about the Ashland culture of peace and you're a city of peace, to me it says that the whole city's involved with this. It's not just you, Irene, and you, David, but the whole city's involved. Talk a little bit about that. Well, as I had mentioned that um, coming from the background of working with the United Nations and Pathways to Peace and, and you know, with a focus for many years on the, you know, International Day of Peace, uh, which is wonderful and September 21st now every year, but it's a day that comes and goes. And um, I mean, and I had, you know, talked about what does it look like on an ongoing basis when we talk about really a culture of peace really what, you know, being serious about this, it, what does that look like? And so we started working on it and had a couple others join us, but holding the whole idea of creating a culture, Ashland Culture Peace Commission. So the idea was to establish an organization, which um, we also brought it to the um, mayor and city council and, you know, about the whole idea. And soon we learned it's best not, we thought we wanted to be part of the city as a commission, but we decided no, it's best to have it as a citizens commission, a nonprofit organization, so we can go wherever we need to, to all parts of the community to uh, engage them in the whole idea and practice of a culture of peace. So we've done that. We have worked with the, the school district, with the chamber of commerce, with the uh, city, Council with the police, the police department, um, with the homeless shelter, with but it's really engaging everyone in what is a culture of peace for you, and it begins with each of us individually, as we know. I mean, we all are the beginning of the choices and decisions that make peace or not, and so um, we got the community focused on that. And in uh, September 21st, 2015, launched the Ashland Culture Peace Commission. So it's uh, four years. Um, it's been an incredible journey. We've engaged the community in so many different ways. But really, and also, I have here, we had a proclamation with the city council and mm -hmm. establishing um, the um, Ashland as a city of peace and also joining the International Cities of Peace. That was part of our leadership. But fundamentally, what we're about <clears throat> is education. We're educating the community 
and working with this whole community on a cultural piece. What does that mean? What does that look like? And how do we all take steps to create that? So it's been it's been an amazing journey. And, and with the, the World Peace Flame was a huge step, a huge highlight, because it took three years to get it landed. Because Irene came back and she was so inspired and just like and there are people go, no, no, is it? And she was, she said, no, it's going to happen. So three years later, it was um, by serendipity and intention. Um, it is now at what's called the Thalden Pavilion. It's a striking, beautiful pavilion. It's at the base of a, of a, of a, of a, of a what do you call it's it? It's a monument. A, well, it's a monument, right. And it's a the obelisk. Yeah, yeah, the obelisk. It's the base of an obelisk. Um, on the Southern Oregon University campus in their sustainability center. And it is right across the street from a middle school. And you tell them about the And it is school. also carved, this um, oh, obelisk yeah. is carved by a Native American sculptor. So it's by serendipity. The natives are so much with the peace flame. You have had a big impact on Ashland, and I imagine it kind of goes into everything that happens there. There's a culture of peace that has emerged in Ashland. Am I correct about that? Yes, it, and it's something that you continue to bring it forward in different ways and part of the education. And, and actually, one of the, when we started, we had the editor of the local paper as one of our commissioners, and he opened the door, so now we, for four, four and a half years, we've had an article in the paper every two weeks. So four years of articles, part of the education process. But over time, it becomes part of the environment. It becomes part of the thinking. We know it's impacted, you know, you know the police department and the- um, The whole community. Yeah. And um, coming back to the Peace Flame, it is across the street from the middle school. And that inspired, the middle school uh, teacher to have her class become the flame keepers. This class of students, every Friday, they will go across the street and refill the oil lamp, which is the world peace flame, with recycled biomass oil. Rain or shine, they take it so seriously and they dust the lamp and then they refill the fuel every Friday. It's like a sacred journey, isn't it, for them to do that? Yes. Oh, yeah. And it's had a huge impact on the students who, because we, you know, talked to them and interviewed them and, you know, big impact on their thinking, how they see themselves. And they, they do, they can, you know, impact peace in this yes. community. And Absolutely. they actually claim that they are now the agent of change. Yeah. Oh my! He took it on. Yeah, and there's there's one student who is he was a speaker at a uh, global peace conference that we had here, and as these you know, the first year in high school, and this had such an impact on him. He is speaking out, and he has really you know given him the pathway. That is the most important part of this whole conversation: how to motivate younger people to get involved and to believe that they can make a difference on our planet. 
And you definitely have that model. Thank you so much. Well, you know, now people are going to hear this and then they're going to want to go to your website. Would you talk a little bit about how is the best way to find out more about the Ashland Culture of Peace? Well, our website is Ashland, A-S-H-L-A-N-D-C-P-C dot org. So Ashland, C-P-C dot org. And there's a lot can be found there about the um, Peace Flame. We've got actually a whole lot about And the, the conference. And the conference. The and the Peace archive Flame. of our um, articles. Yeah, we have all of our articles and, and all of the uh, newsletters we sent out periodically. And just want to share that the um, mission of the National Health Peace Commission, the mission is to provide leadership for a community-wide movement dedicated to transforming our attitudes, behaviors, and institutions into ones that foster harmonious relationships with each other and the natural world. So it's really about relationships um, you know, with each other, but it's also waking up to our own self and, and how we, you know, we all have work to do. We all, you know, in, in, I think my personal view is that's why we're on this earth is continue to learn lessons. And um, so this is a big one about peace building. Absolutely. I'm going to um, thank you both, Irene, for what you have brought to the Ashland Peace Culture and to you, David, for holding that flame before you even had a flame for peace. <laughs> I love that. And I'm going to ask you if you would mind, just give us, what would you like the world to know? What would you like to say to the world who is going to be watching this? Well, I'll, I'll just say that it's really important to know that it, we all have a choice. And creating you know, peace in our lives because we're in a relationship with a family, we're in, you know, where we work, where we go to school, wherever it is, we're driving down the street. Um, but we all have a choice as to how we uh, function, how we behave, how we interact, as well as, um, you know, it's just learning our, who we are and the choices that we can make and to do so towards the better, towards our higher values, essentially. Absolutely. And we can all do that, and it's all by choice, and we can do that collectively, collectively as a community and as a city. Irene, I just love the fact that you have found that peace flame and you brought it to Ashland. I'm going to um, just remind everyone that I'm Barbara Gon Mueller. You're listening to peacepodcast.org. We are just so delighted to have Irene and David, and I'm going to interview each of them a little bit later. And I'm really looking forward to the next conversation. I'm Barbara Gon Mueller, thanking you for listening. And you can find us on peacepodcast.org. And I look forward to having you be a guest on my show. Just call me at 805 680 9445, and I'll interview you on the phone. Bye for now, David and Irene, and thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Great. Bye-bye. My pleasure.